0: And now, and now, for your, for culture, your culture, culture One Shot, one shot. A, segment a segment which is very, which is short, very short about one topic, topic top brought, to brought to you by one of, one us, one here of us, here at culture. culture, Alaska, Alaska. Alaska. Curly, Curly Castro, Zilla check it out. Yo, Zilla One Shot, haven't done one of these in a while because we've been having so much fun talking about music of all styles. Uh, Sixers lose game seven to Boston, lose by 75 points. Um, You know, the group text, which includes Jesse the Tree and Wrecking Crew and Griffin, all that. Like, Jesse's only reason, you know, I'm not spewing hatred against Boston every minute of the the day for the last two weeks because I love dude. But luckily, I could save a lot of hatred and venom for Joel Embiid and James Harden. Um, what are we doing, man? Like, what, what's 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 the point? I did a one shot last year after the Sixers lost to Miami, where Joel Embiid was caping openly for PJ Tucker and Jimmy Butler, and trashed. He trashed Harden after that game. Um, and so this year they won fifty four games, and Harden led the league in assists, and I loved him. And Embiid won MVP and led the league in scoring twice in a row, and. Maxie got better. Melton was great. Um, PJ Tucker played amazing in the playoffs. And it's like, okay, nothing changes. We can't even get out of the friggin' second round. Whether we have Harden or whether we have Howell Netto, nothing changes because Joel Embiid, as I said last year, is a front runner. He's not a number one in the playoffs. And I get it. He has bad luck with health. He has bad luck with rosters and matchups. But, like, Jimmy Butler doesn't lose this game. Jimmy Butler uh, takes, you know, 20 to 30 games off during the regular season because in the playoffs, this guy becomes the son of Michael Jordan. And he's nowhere near as good as Embiid in terms of an offensive package and dominance. But it doesn't matter. Because Jimmy just has three or four things he knows what to do, and he just sticks to it. It's a very simple game he plays. Like, Jimmy Butler never wows you with, like, oh, my God, you see that dunk? Oh, my God, he hit 10 threes. Like, he's not an oh-my-God type of player. But nothing phases that man. And I've watched Embiid now be the king of bad body language for 10 years. And, you know, like Prem always says, like, when things are going good for the Sixers, and Embiid looks unstoppable. And when they don't, the dude fucking wilts. And Harden, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ on a cracker. This fucking guy is 33, a top 75 all-NBA guy, MVP, and his fucking style is reduced to trying to rejigger the rulebook, which they changed to stop him and Trey Young, where his plan is I run at people and just, like, flip the ball around and like flop around in the sky. That's it. That that's his. That's his. That's his whole identity now. Of when things are getting murky. So you know that game one and the game whatever the hell four or five performance he had. I mean those are just flukes. He's just whack. This is. I mean he's another one, and he can go right back to Houston and make all the money and wear fucking ridiculous ass clothes. And just be a good stats, bad team guy. I think that's just who he is. That's who he wants to be. And that's great. You can go right back to Houston and win fucking 38 games and make $60 Have a blast. So, Doc Rivers. It's not even really Doc Rivers' fault that this team sucks balls uh, in this moment. However, the guy's fucking 0-10 in Game 7s, right? I looked up his last game seven before this game. I'm sorry, he's now 0-10, 0-10 in his last game sevens. I I don't know what I just said. Um, And so I looked up his last game seven, and this is how he became the Sixers coach. The Clippers, because we all forget because of the bubble. It was so weird. The Sixer, sorry, the Clippers were up 3-1 on the Nuggets. And this is like Jokic probably first all-star year Nuggets. This is not Jokic unstoppable, you know, destroyer of worlds Nuggets. Um... So, Jamal Murray drops 40 on them. Jokic does like 15, 22, and 13. Clippers lose. Montrez Harold leads the Clippers with 20 points. And they were winning the series 3-1. to 3-1. to So, Doc, you can leave too, obviously. He's definitely going to get fired. Just promote Sam Cassell. Let's just do something new. I don't want all these retreads. I don't want Monty Williams or Nick Nurse. There's no point. So the plan is we build around Maxi, We fire Doc, promote Sam Cassell, um, keep Melton, Jaden Springer, Paul Reed. Uh, we let Harden walk. We trade Tobias for whatever we can get. Um, trade PJ Tucker, who I love, but there's no point in keeping him. And then Trades Embiid to Miami Where that's where he wants to be To suck Jimmy's cock all day Just trade Embiid Um To uh, Sorry I was getting a a fucking spam call Trade Embiid to Miami For Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero I don't know, Duncan Robinson And six first round picks You know, and whatever I don't care, I'll, I'll I'll trade Embiid And PJ Tucker back To Miami And then um That's where he wants to be, and he would be great, honestly. Like, he would be an awesome number two, playing behind Jimmy in the playoffs where he can get, like, 24 points and 10 rebounds and do whatever because he's just – it's crazy. I'm saying the same thing a year later when the guy wins MVP and all that shit. And I love the guy. I mean, I love watching him play, but there's no point. Like, we have the MVP, and Al Horford's been kicking his fucking ass – whether he has J.J. Redick and T.J. McConnell and Ben Simmons on the team or whether he has a fucking Hall of Famer and Maxie, who's going to be an all-star, you know, any day now. Like, what are we – we can't beat Al Horford, man. You know, Tatum – rookie Tatum and Horford kicked our friggin' ass when we had Marco Bellinelli and all this. And now Tatum just drops a 50 ball in our head and Horford's hitting threes and blocking shots. And I'm just like – why have an MVP if we can't even beat this level of competition? Like, it's not like we're losing in the finals every year or we're in the Eastern Conference Finals and Giannis just makes a game-winning shot. You know, I'd be like, okay, you know, things are on the up-and-up. We're right there. This is this is the second round. Ra- There's two more rounds of basketball. There's two more rounds. So I'm rooting for the Lakers to win it all. Love LeBron uh, Jimmy Butler's now my favorite player in the NBA, it's no longer Embiid, and, you know, I want to see, I want to see Miami lose to, I mean, I'm sorry, I want to see Miami win, beat Boston's ass, uh, because, you know, shots to Jesse, but it is, fuck with the Boston Celtics all day, every day, and then, um, I just don't want to see Tatum win, like, if, I'm I'm gonna be spiteful, if Embiid's not gonna win a title, if Tatum can't win the title, I'm sorry, it's one for one, so, um, and yeah, and Marcus Smart Marcus Mar- cannot win no goddamn title. Or Brogdon. Fuck Brogdon. So I want Miami to win in like six. And then I want LeBron to whoop their ass again, because Jimmy's gonna, you know, be tired from carrying his team. And then LeBron can get his fifth ring and uh still bust some ass at thirty eight years old. I like and I genuinely like this um this Lakers roster. I really like what Anthony Davis is doing. Love Jared Vanderbilt. Want him wanted him badly at the trade deadline. Um, I had Beasley a couple years ago on, on fantasy when he was getting 20 a game before he like pulled out a shoddy on his wife he did some crazy domestic shit um, but yeah I like I like this Lakers team Austin Reeves is awesome like him so they're my favorite team left and I'm glad they beat Golden State stupid ass so <laughs> that's awesome too so yeah a lot of comings and goings and now I can focus just really on baseball. Which, you know, is a great sport Me and Alex Ludovico have been texting all day So, thanks for tuning in Goodbye One shot, part two About the death of the Sixers 2022-2023 season So, the first one I did was Right after the game ended Um, This is now the day after, Monday And I'm just thinking like big picture, I've been listening to a lot of sports talk, I'm listening to some basketball pods, you know, watching interviews and stuff yesterday. And the thing I think that's only been somewhat discussed here locally and not nationally, and that's why I want to do this, is to give you guys some info if you're into basketball or the Sixers, or you just root for me as a person, which I respect. Um, The Sixers' ownership and front office is, it's really them. It's not even, I mean, like, Joel's a fraud, and uh, Ben Simmons was a weak-minded, you know, jellyfish of a man. But overall, like, where every to me, I study and train leadership and management techniques. I've taught trainings on that for about five, six years. I'm doing it now. Everything starts at the top. So who's at the top of the Sixers pyramid? Well, you have Josh Harris, who's just a world-class fucking swindler, who bought the Sixers for, like, $280 million stripped it down literally to nothing and just wanted to call it the process. Um, But all he was doing was taking a team that was not doing shit and having no costs. And then once the salary cap exploded and league revenues exploded, he could pocket even more money because he was literally paying like Hollis Thompson $4 a year to play for the Sixers after he traded everybody away. So Hinkie was just a puppet for, uh, you know, a shrewd uh, Excel spreadsheet operation of a basketball team so then uh, when they hit on joel and, and simmons they were like this is this is what now shapes where they are okay so he made a, a, ba- a many bags of money um operating them on nothing like paying them like what the fucking pittsburgh pirates or oakland a's play that pay their guys and uh they were like okay um we had one good 15 game stretch at the end of a season where we lucked into 50 wins um So we are going to go big game hunting, and they were like, we, they had a billboard to get LeBron, they were trying to get talks with Paul George, Um, this is right before LeBron signed with the Lakers, Um, all of that, Um, Kawhi Leonard was available, and LeBron gave them like a, a phantom meeting where he was already in LA to sign with the Lakers, but out of respect, he just had like one of his boys show up and meet with the Sixers as if they had a fucking shot to sign him. Um, so then, that beginning of that season, they they get Jimmy Butler. Middle of the season, because they want to go big game hunting, um, and so that's been the problem with them ever since. They they wanted to skip steps, um, and if you trade for Jimmy Butler, as we've seen, you got to have the right stomach to handle this guy. Um, and then they not. so then they did that, and then they traded for Tobias Harris. On top of that, you know, and then after that, did not work out with Kawhi shot. Then they go big game hunting to get Al Horford, and then more recently, Daryl Morey's a big name, and Doc Rivers is a big name, and James Harden's a big name, and so they are turning into like the basketball version of the Mets or the fucking Angels, where if you're not a baseball fan, those teams have never won shit with the exception of like the, the Mets in the early 60s and 80s because they were always getting guys that were like five years too late. And they were never getting someone on the come up or developing their own thing. It was like we need to latch, we need to compete with like the Angels, like we had to compete with the Dodgers and the Mets or we had to compete with the Yankees. And you can't, you can't. Like, the Sixers can't compete with the fucking Lakers. They can't do it. Um, They don't have that cachet. So when you're trying to do that, though, and you're trying to skip steps to just take on these big-name guys, like, there's a reason you can get some of those guys because something's a little bit off. Something's a little bit wrong with them. So why is Doc Rivers available? Because he fucking blew a 3-1 lead for a Clippers team in the bubble that was supposed to win the title. Why is Daryl Morey available? Because the fucking Rockets dudes were like, yo, all this analytical shit, that's wonderful. We haven't won shit with, you know, manipulating the game to shoot a million threes and a million f- foul shots. And then he pissed off China with the tweet. Like, there's a reason he's out there, right? Same thing with Jimmy Butler. Why is he out there? Well, this this dude has a very, very specific temperament that obviously only works on the Miami Heat. So, we, you know, I don't know. We could have just drafted Mikhail Bridges. That would have been wonderful. Just kept them. You know what I mean? Like, could have just traded Ben Simmons. The table, the deal on the table was Ben and Tobias for Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, and Buddy Heald on the Kings. And then the Kings wanted um, Matisse Thybul thrown in. And then Maury said, well, then I want first-round picks. And then they killed the deal. Matisse Thybul fucking sucks. Let, let them have that. But, again, it's like that's not splashy enough to get Tyrese Halliburton when he's on the Kings. We need to get Harden. For what? Like, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Jalen Brunson is better than Harden. Okay? Like, <laughs> where's he from? Villanova, right in our backyard. The Sixers don't ever scout or develop guys from Villanova who's right, right 20 minutes away, and all those guys have fucking careers. Maybe not the most superstar guys, but like Brunson, Mikhail Bridges, like. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo like these guys are winners the Sixers kept trying to hire Jay Wright I would hire him right now and we just go in it for the long haul with Maxi. so like when they developed Maxi, like that was a fluke because the only reason they played him was because because of fucking COVID and Omicron and then Ben Simmons sitting out or else Maxi would be glued to the bench just like I had they had Isaiah Joe fucking couldn't play him Because we have have to make splashy moves. We got to get P.J. Tucker because Embiid loves him. And we got to get Daniel House. We got to tamper because that's Harden's boy. And I I like those guys. But, like, we... Our front office is all about, like, this sexy bullshit. And you can't do it. what what sexy-ass move? Like, the Celtics, right? When they had Kyrie and all that. Gordon fucking Hayward and all this. It's like... No, it's actually just Tatum and Brown. This is the third coach, Jason... Tatum and Jalen Brown have taken to an Eastern Conference Finals. It's them. Like Horford's not sexy anymore. Fine. Time Lord's not sexy. Marcus Smart is not sexy. Grant Williams, like Derek White, they get it. Like that's what it's supposed to be. Just have guys that fit together. I don't give a shit, you know, what endorsements they have or if they were dating a Kardashian in 2014. Like fuck all that. Let's just build something real. Like when the Bucks traded for Brooke Lopez and got like Bobby Portis. And even, like, trading for Drew Holiday, like, that was the biggest move, but it wasn't like Drew Holiday was – he's not like my wife knows who Drew Holiday is. <laughs> like, that was sexy in NBA circles, kind of, just because what they gave up. But, like, I mean, I watched Drew on the Sixers. And he was, you know, he's a pretty good guard, clearly, but I don't know. Like, Chris Middleton, that wasn't sexy. I don't know. It's – this is just a larger thing that I don't think anyone's even noticing It's like that's what's fucked us up the most. It's like always trying to jump the line, jump the line, jump the line. And the time we did and it could have worked with Jimmy Butler, we were weak-minded, soft, and wanted to make Ben Simmons feel good about himself and make Brett Brown feel okay. So we kicked him out of town. And then he's just been beating our ass for the last four years. All right, thanks for listening to this. I appreciate it.